Hello and welcome to Tekka Masala, a technology podcast from an Indian perspective. This is episode number 27 for the week of 10th January 2010. I'm your host Aditya, and along with me, I have Sakit. Uh, hi guys. So Sakit, uh, a very happy New Year, a very happy new decade as well. Ah, uh, wishing you the same, Aditya, and to all our listeners. Yeah, so we are back after uh, almost a, a month's gap. But uh, somehow things were not getting in in place. But let's get started. I see that we have a lot of topics this time, and all uh, you know that that have substantial stuff that we can talk around. Yeah. So let let let's start with the with the with the Indian Postal story that we have. Apparently, the Indian Postal Department has launched an e-post corporate service that enables companies to send business mails through the internet across the country. uh you you mean it allows companies to send postal messages by sending an email exactly so what what what's going to happen is that companies will have to open up a business account with uh, you know india indian post and they only have to send an email to indian post and they will print it out for them package it put it in an envelope stamp it and all those things and deliver it to whoever and wherever in india they want it to be delivered and i guess we should mention that this is quite reasonable to it just it's supposed to cost only 6 rupees per a page of email which i i guess is quite a lot yeah and is is it really though they are doing they are providing a lot of uh, you know it it's a complete solution right from printing yes yes envelope ka cost then delivery itself I don't know how much does a delivery, uh, a standard delivery cost these days. It was yeah, so. So what I'm saying is that actually a, a full page of email will actually allow you to get in place a lot of material. So I think six rupees sounds a steal. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were saying the other way around. Yes, it, no, it no. is a bargain, you know. Yeah. And and actually, they 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 had this service only for individuals so far, and it that that service was costed at rupees ten per page. Now basically they have opened it up to. the corporate businesses or small or medium scale businesses as well uh, i think this plays an important role in uh, uh, sending messages to hard to reach rural parts of india yeah. because here we have different corporates wherein i mean uh, these people have got business dealings with and every time they have to communicate uh, they have to have a clerk in op- in the office who actually prints out messages uh, attaches stamps to them and mails them so that's kind of tedious so once they actually have the arrangement in place with the postal department i, I mean their communication can happen seamlessly and the post can take care of the rest and and don't forget the, the post indian post has 155000 post offices across india okay and and you know to to begin with this service sounds so ridiculous right i mean you you send an email and who prints who someone get gets it printed and then delivers it it somehow sounds very retarded but in india it it really makes a lot of sense when you, when you take into consideration the rural population okay now you know i was reading this story and and one of my friends told me that this service is already being provided by local courier walas in in kerala so people who are working as as uh, low class laborers on on yeah. offshore oil rigs or something like that they they simply send an email to the courier wala who who print karta hai and gives it to 
uh, and, and probably even reads it out to their illiterate uh, parents. That sounds great. And with the postal service coming in, I'm sure uh, a lot of regions which the Kurirwalas wouldn't reach before, they also come into this ambit. Yeah, exactly. And uh, other, another usage that I see is uh, telephone bills being uh, delivered. Now, what? Now, usually these telephone bills are being delivered by uh, some courier company. Yeah. Okay, a low-cost courier company. But then reaching uh, these courier companies, as you're saying, might not have presence in, um, I don't know, the, the, the north way, northeastern region or somewhere like that where Post already has an office. So, I, I think this is this is a very good idea. Sounds dumb, but half of high utility. I think what should also be done is a similar reverse service should also be launched. So, I mean, it closes the loop. What do you mean by that? So uh, people can send postcards to, uh, let's say, the postal oh. department and uh, like write the email address, and then they can send an email. Oh yeah, or or even better, even better. You know what? Someone can give some someone a call and dictate the matter. Who will then email it to post and then get a print up? Yeah, that works as well. Uh, a bit bit too complicated though. Yeah. <laughs> The great service, man. I think this is, uh, it, you know, India, Indian Post is is a huge organization, and and we always think of it as as those shady offices, dark, gloomy offices. But they are running a very complex business. Just think about it. One like fifty five thousand offices that are networked. Okay, they have internet connection now, and and they are doing good work. Yeah, they are. They are. I mean, yeah, n- nowhere close to what DHL does, but. You know, come on, right? I mean, give it to them. Give it to them. Completely, completely. Okay, with that, let's so let's let's move on to the next topic. And I'm 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 really psyched about talking about this uh, product. It's called Chotu Cool, and has been launched by Godrej. I included this story at the last moment, so you might not have gone through it. But I I really thought it was an interesting uh, story to talk about. So basically, Chotu Cool is a portable refrigerator which does not require electricity that sounds great i mean we have these problems when uh, you try to try and have beer at a friend's house and he doesn't have a refrigerator <laughs> yeah but you know i i think they had the rural masses in mind when they created this but hey you know whatever works for you you know so and so so th- this is pretty interesting they, how uh, the the way godrich got the, this idea was through uh, one of those management workshops you know so the the vice president G. Sundaram says, who, who, is, who is in charge of the corporate development at Godrej, says, the, says that this idea to target the bottom of the pyramid customers was given uh, at, a, at a workshop by Clayton Christensen. He is a very popular Harvard University press, uh, professor. Okay, to, to, and and the, the case was to create a disruptive, innovative product for the Indian rural market. So that, that How does it work though? It uses uh, fuel, it uses uh, batteries. So, so basically how it works is it does not use a compressor. All right? it, it is basically running a cooling chip and a fan which is, which is pretty much similar to what, what we have in uh, our computers. Okay. So, so it completely runs on batteries. All right? mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and obviously it is, you know, they have, they have taken into consideration that the, the, this is not going to be a complete full-fledged fridge that we have in our houses. This, mm-hmm. uh, so they conducted a small survey uh, based on which uh, they said that the rural Indians, they expected a fridge to cool around 5 to 6 bottles of water and to store around 3 to 4 kgs of vegetables. 
Okay, and then they also wanted it to be portable so that when someone is coming in and visiting their place, they could just pick it up and put it outside and make some place in their house for a few extra beds. So that was one of the very important uh, criteria that they had to meet, and obviously then it had to work in you know powerless uh, conditions as well. So that's how they did it. They used a pooling chip, which is similar to what we have in computer chips. Right? Uh, to me, it still sounds great for a beach party. <laughs> get get the beer out of your mind, Sakit. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. You know, it can be used to that. It's been priced and is supposed to hit the market. In March 2010, the price is right now pegged at $69 only, which is $3,250 in India. They have a very innovative sales model as well. So what the villagers are going to act, act as marketers themselves, and they are going to earn a commission of a whopping $3 per fridge sold. And this, the the the, the target market for the fridge is again a family that earns around $5 a day. And if you're wondering how many people fit into that criteria there are 100 million in india yeah i guess we need to uh, develop as a nation further yeah but you know this is cool right this is we uh, the, the the consumer electronics show just happened and they are talking about 3d televisions and what not but i mean here is a product which which is which is providing real utility isn't it yeah yeah that was a good i thought that was a good story and i just included it uh, in the in the last at the last moment so Sorry about that. That's but uh, let's move on to the next one, uh, in which Microsoft and Yahoo has been found blocking content in India. Uh, Microsoft and Yahoo have seem to have deployed some anti-porn measures. So though they haven't actually stated anything to that effect, I mean, this was a special investigation carried out by the Guardian in the UK. and uh, they have found that uh, you cannot search for several things uh, on microsoft or yahoo search engines i mean for starters uh, these search engines have got a safe search feature i mean even google has that yeah. in, with microsoft bing or with yahoo you can't turn the safe search filter off in india yeah that that is one thing and uh, of course you can't look for uh, obscene images on twitter on flickr as well so uh and, and i think this is in response to a new law which again uh, takes root from a when 150 year old uh, indian law called section 292 against obscenity and uh, and as per this law anybody who is uh, providing access to the such content i mean uh, either an internet search engine or a cyber cafe can i mean face a fine of up to 5 lakh rupees and 3 years in jail for the promoters it's funny the way the law itself has been phrased right yeah. it it says any content that is lascivious and it is lascivious lascivious oh oh lascivious and that will appeal to prurient interest or the effect of which is to tend to deprave or corrupt the minds of those who are likely to see read or hear the same <laughs> That's very ambiguous, isn't it? It is corrupt your mind. I mean, you know, reading Bombay Times then is, is should also be banned. Midday mate, midday mate should be banned. All these film fare very important. Film fare should be banned. Half of the publications will go out of you know out of circulations. All of these things bring bring depravity. I'm sure. But, I mean, but how come how come Google hasn't uh, you know jumped into this and what is Google doing about this? 
I'm I'm sure I'm sure this is like a preemptive action by Microsoft and Yahoo. It I think it's going to be a tough call for uh, I mean the Indian government to actually sue someone and uh, you know make them pay damages for something like this because a lot of these companies are outside India and I mean uh, it's also very far fetched that there are bigger problems facing this country right now. Oh yeah, that's true. But that hasn't stopped India doing stuff like this uh, earlier. So. You know, let's see. Uh, but but you know, something similar al- also exists in countries like Korea, Singapore, and Hong Kong, uh, where where the safe search facility, safe search facilities, are by default on and you can't turn them off. So India is not the only country. Then that means, well, good th- good that you have you you are used to using uh, Google. Uh, yes, uh, <laughs> both of us actually. Yeah, I know it would pay pay off someday. The yeah. day has come. Uh, well, you want to move on to the next story and talk about Windows Mobile Phone suffering the Y2K plus 10 bug. Uh, it's, it's like Y2K comeback 10 years later, and uh, uh, this bug, in fact, I've found not only does ap- uh, affect Windows Mobile, it also affects some uh, desktop computers. I mean, uh, this the story primarily deals with uh, this bug on Windows Mobile, where I mean, uh, after the first of January 2010. Any message sent using that mobile appears that it has come from the future. I mean, exactly six years from the future. So if you send me a message on the 2nd of January 2010, it will come to me uh, as if it was sent on the 2nd of January 2016. Yeah, it, it's just the date that will appear on your phone. Okay, It will yeah. not actually come six years later. No, no, it will come on time. <laughs> exactly. And, and this... This was primarily identified in Windows Mobile 6.1 and 6.5 handsets. Plus a few, now the story also says plus a few Windows, non-Windows phones. Yes, not only non-Windows phones, there is a bank in Queensland, uh, all all of whose computers seem to be affected. So, I mean, they have these credit card issues and these credit cards are being declined because, uh, I mean, they, they are shown to have expired. I mean, because the date is now automatically, uh, it's 2016 now. So that, and then again with Symantec, they also faced a similar bug. I mean, Symantec, the software company. Right. So something to do with their automatic updates that uh, sort of stopped working because again uh, there was some problem with the date. Oh my God! Nobody, nobody might have predicted this one. Uh, completely unaware. So I mean, you had Y2K and then the whole frenzy, and this is like something chupke se aaya. Yeah, I know. This is <laughs> after all that money was pumped into the solving the non-existent Y2K bug, it comes up ten years later, and that too in the form of an SMS uh, date change or. But, but, but as you said, you know, Bank or Bank of Queensland, they, they faced problems in their financial systems, which is significant, you know. I, I think this may have originated uh, because programmers did not correct the Y2K problem uh, in the right manner in the first place, is what experts oh, are saying. Is that so? Uh, now, I, I, but, but this problem has been solved now, hasn't it? Yeah, there has there have been patches and fixes released, but officially uh, this problem still is unsolved. But there are unofficial patches out for mobile phones which you can use. I mean, otherwise you'll have to wait for HTC or whoever is the manufacturer to release a patch for your mobile phone. So instead of that, you can actually uh, go to the link we will post in the show notes for this entry, and uh, you can go download your patch. Uh, well, I hope that nothing major happened apart from that, and. Uh, if if you if that prob if you face that problems please do write into us uh, because uh, none of my friends are using Windows Mobile. Yeah. 
it's just not uh, because you have cool friends yeah i think i was just going to say that what you know i thought not to be not to insult any of our listeners who use a windows mobile phone totally not people yeah. have their own reasons exactly exactly so uh, let's move on to the next one where france apparently is thinking of taxing all ad based services or all ad providers that is online internet ad providers like the google adsense or msn yahoo and any other big advertising company as well as the isps and apparently they are doing this so that the revenue that 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 the country will get through taxing these companies will help set up fund the music and publishing sectors which are badly suffering due to the internet uh, you know rise of internet adoption i think this is very unfair i mean that that is what the new world order is i mean old gives way to the new i mean you can't just keep something that is old forcefully alive it's like uh, people have to evolve i mean if you look at amazon they were selling uh, uh, books as hard copies and they kind of recognized that the 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 digital medium has really come and people actually want things instantly so they came up with the kindle and now they are selling more uh, online copies of books as compared to hard copies so i mean uh, i think the same has to happen for music or i mean anything so these publishers have to come online instead of uh, saying that the internet is hurting us So I think this move is a very retrograde retrograde one. Yeah, but but if you see uh, the people who have actually uh, you know prepared this report this the the, the report was written by uh, a couple of people one of them goes by the name Jack Tubon he is the France's former minister of culture and Patrick Zelnick who is a former music executive who actually produced the first music album for first lady Carla Bruni in from France. I so, can say dal mein kuch kala hai. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, exactly. He's they, they've got connects, and I don't know if you can't have a music uh, industry executive writing this report in the first place. And and it is actually being considered by President Sarkozy. Okay, he has not come out with any decision as yet. Thank God for that. But he is, uh, you know, he is going through the report, which it, in itself is a bit scary, you know, isn't it? Very. Uh, so let's see, let's see what have what will happen to that. And well, Google and, has responded that I mean this report is not uh, the right way to go, and that uh, some sort of mutual solution must be found. I'm wondering what kind, what that exactly. solution. Exactly. And and I was really surprised with that response that came from Google. What sort of mutual solution are you talking about? You know, uh, I I really really don't understand uh, that statement. I don't know. They, I mean, they should have just said "fuck off." I mean, I think that was the correct response. Right, and it's not that they, you know, that that France is going to get a lot of money out of this. The authors of the report uh, claim that by taxing Google, Facebook, and other ad companies, it could raise up to twenty-eight million dollars. No, that, that's peanuts if you actually look at international revenues of uh, these companies. Exactly, and I think to to just end this whole thing. Facebook and Google or and other guys can just come together, just chip in five four million uh, each, and just give it to France because you know that the lawyer salary salaries are going to be much costlier than what this than than what this twenty eight million dollars is. And and also you know whenever we talk about music and publishing and the internet companies, how 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 Google is causing harm to the the the, the news media, we always forget that. Google and Yahoo and MSN and all these internet companies 
suffered huge losses in the first five years. Back in '95, none of them were profitable to say, you know, yeah. and they they had to sustain their operations by doing different things, by innovating stuff, and, and and at that time, all these music companies, publishing companies, were making a lot of money, and now the tables have completely turned. It's now these guys have to do something, yes. and rather than finding these cheap stunts, go go do some real work, you know. Actually, I mean, I, this is not a political show as such, but I mean, uh, this entire move, you know, taxing one industry to protect another, that's too much intervention in, I mean, the whole, uh, the concept of free enterprise. I mean, that's very socialist, if you ask me. Uh, and and, and f- France is a socialistic country. So, but, but however, you are feeding, you are encouraging the wrong things if you do this. Tomorrow, some other, con- some other industry is going to be suffering. And, and what are you going to be doing then? You know, you end up bailing out each and every industry. I mean, where do we stop? At the end of the day, it hurts the consumer in some some way or the other. Yeah, someone has to pay, and it it usually is the, the consumer. consumer. Because the consumer eventually pays taxes, so if the government is bailing out someone, it means that money is coming from somewhere, and that somewhere is you. Yeah, and we have suddenly turned into a finance podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's let's move on to. Uh, the Songbird and Philips deal, where Philips is going to be packaging Songbird along with its Go Gear portable media players. Uh, in case you don't know, Songbird is uh, an open source media player application. I mean, uh, something like, uh, let's say, an iTunes or a Winamp, which I think uh, the readers, of, uh, the listeners of this podcast should um, definitely check out. Uh, it's uh, primarily originated on Linux and then uh, it uh, it has spread to other uh, platforms. It is ba- based on the same uh, Mozilla Gecko uh, component for, uh, it, it also integrates a browser and uh, it has got good library management features and it's a great player to use and the good news is that a branded version of Songbird is now going to ship out with these uh, Philips MP3 players. So how I, I I tried to look up what was the market share of these uh, Go Gear portable MP3 and video players that are being put out by Philips, and uh, I didn't get any specific you know real concrete answer. But I doubt that it is anything more than a percent. If you talk in terms of percent, I'm sure it's minuscule. But, ah, uh, but the numbers here number it is. I'm sure it's uh, over ah. million. And it's it's very important that uh, you know companies like Samsung or LG for that matter take these steps because there is open source software out there. I mean, uh, willing to be embraced and it doesn't cost anything. And you have Samsung and LG and all these uh, small companies uh, making low budget devices. Yeah. And fortunately, the software on these devices is really too bad. I mean, have you ever used the sub ten thousand Samsung mobile phone? I mean, uh, have you experienced that software? I have been fortunate enough not so 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 these phones and th- these devices they actually come with very poor so poor software when there is open source software available out there for free so I think uh, on the mobile front uh, I mean Samsung is doing the right move by embracing Android openly I'm sure that, yeah. that their fortunes are going to look up so so this story actually draws a strange parallel with that you, you know what it's funny that you mentioned this uh, I the, the phone and the music software and the software connection because I remember that I had written up a column for uh, Amit Agarwal who posted it on his on his, on his uh, site labnol.org that is uh, digital inspiration this digital inspiration exactly 
and in which i was i was actually saying that the power of iphone is not just a device it is it is also it is also in itunes because it just makes your life so much easier i mean when was the last time you backed up your nokia phone using the nokia software the answer probably is never you don't feel like it you don't feel like it because you don't know how to use that software it's just so so confusing it it's heavy on your system resources and all those things you know so uh, not to uh, mention ugly here i mean that's yeah, a very big component yeah exactly and what i had recommended is that the what nokia or any other company should do is take a look at songbird which is a music management software and try to build in i mean this is an open source software so you could could build in syncing capabilities from your side into the software itself and make it compatible with nokia phones or a slightly high end samsung phones if you will you know it it will just make the user experience so much better and people will love you for that i'm telling you you know I, the, the only reason i i'm looking to shift to a new phone right now and buy a new 3g phone but i am I, i just can't see myself giving up my iphone because of the itunes experience that's me uh well yeah so um so, so so let's see let's see how that goes with uh, songbird and philips and uh, whether partnership goes uh in the meantime if you are on facebook you can't commit suicide did i sound like a times of india headline yeah you did actually uh, <laughs> to to explain things better i'm sure uh, uh, there have been some new trends on the internet and a few novelty applications have come out for example there's a website called seppuku.com which i mean it's japanese for suicide and there's another one more prominent one in fact called the webpuo suicide machine uh which lets people commit virtual suicide on the network of their choosing i mean that includes twitter facebook myspace linkedin and i'm sure that there are many more and yeah. uh, what they mean by suicide is that uh, you can you provide your credentials to this service it will go to your facebook account it will delete all your friends it will delete all your updates then it shall change your password and it shall log it shall log out so basically your facebook account won't get deleted but it will just be left uh, isolated and even yeah. you can have access to it a, a, a blank page basically okay yes. so uh, you know what i have seriously thought about doing this before even i knew about this service i thought that you know it is just getting way out of hand that we just go ahead and delete my account and facebook has a delete your account feature okay it does, it does. but but then i just couldn't i didn't have the guts to do it and i backed out at the last moment but but apparently what the story is about is that facebook has banned you know suicide machine which is a website uh, from accessing facebook content and uh, i mean uh, they have banned the ip of the website and the uh, the ip of the ip of the server which is making these calls and they've also issued them a cease and desist notice uh, asking i mean citing several terms of service violations i mean uh, the, the, these includes using somebody else's facebook profile i mean since it is committing suicide on your behalf it is doing that uh, then yeah. using automated scripts on facebook so there are like a bunch of uh, uh, uh things in the terms of service which uh, uh, facebook claims are being violated and they have been sent a legal notice asking them to stop so and this is actually uh, posted freely on the web2 suicide machine website which you can read yeah and and i think technically i think legally facebook might have a point 
Like, no, Facebook does has a point. I mean, they say that we are giving an option for people to delete their uh, profiles by doing this. This website is just leaving Facebook with a lot of empty profiles and maybe uh, junk information. If you look at it one way, yeah, and that's not good for their business. That their ad thing. But back, uh, some time back, uh, Facebook had banned Robert Scoble's account. uh from facebook itself because he was also using some sort of script to copy his contacts over to a csv file or he basically wanted a backup of his facebook data so again they had cited terms saying that you can't use an automated script etc oh so goes a lot beyond just deleting your account and stuff like that so they are really serious about uh, these things then yeah ah uh, well what do you think about you know the 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 twitter experience now now that all all marketing people are there all indian companies are also on twitter now to test it out just try tweeting that you want to go on a vacation or something and you will get at least four you know uh, companies getting back to you by hey why don't you check out the special packages that we have for you mm-hmm. so all these platforms are becoming a bit uh, Uh, what Outfit of marketers, you would say? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's earlier. Earlier, Twitter took off because it was, you know, just guys talking to each other, just just friends talking to each other. And now that that people know that, wow, you can make a lot of money through all this, uh, all the crowd, all this janta that is on Twitter. It's just become. There's a lot of marketing noise. You know how you how you go to the mall and uh, and in the in the in the mall there is this loud speaker playing or some uh, uh, announcing some deal or some exactly. discount something and it is just so annoying i mean you know you are trying to have a nice time and there is this music annoying music that is going on or these announcements it is just similar to that you know on twitter right now there and is all the hashtags and all the links and yeah it's just too complicated it's just getting too it's just getting too complicated and and my twitter activity has gone down and and i typically these days uh, reply to selective people uh, i use it to post links to our our uh, you know recently released podcasts and all those things which no, i actually check twitter a lot less often now i mean i used to have a twitter client on all the time and then it got too much because you know if it's out there in front of you and somebody says hey check this link out i mean it is your natural uh, instinct to click you know and yeah. it, Completely distracts you. So now what I do is I visit Twitter.com, the website, like let's say a few times a day, instead of actually running a client, like let's say Twitterific or all these softwares which you can actually have on your computer. Right. And then, and t- t- for example, take the next story that we have. Right. Apparently, there someone started a meme where people st- suddenly started posting uh, colors on their Facebook profile, and later on it was discovered that. these color that that is post referred to the color of the bra that they were wearing and which which itself was very surprising and nobody knew why they were doing that until they found out that it was in support of breast cancer some initiative for breast cancer awareness uh, which in itself you know you know people on facebook talk a lot about privacy right but but on the other hand they are ready to send out messages about what the color of the bra so which is which is so which is so difficult to understand you know honestly this was very strange i mean i had a feeling that some voyeuristic male started this meme using yeah. the 
female name you know <laughs> the fun part was all the, these women were doing were you know posting colors like red blue yellow whatever fuck and there was no link to any breast cancer thing so while they said that it is for breast cancer breast cancer uh, you were expected to make the connection on your own somehow and i don't know how that was supposed to work and it, it another important point that has been pointed out uh, that has been noticed is that the breast cancer awareness month is in october yeah so you know so it's not even that it, it, that this is the this is a special week that uh, that that unicef or whoever uh, uh, you know an ngo is set up or something like that these are just weird things that start up on on all these sites you know I was actually reading a conversation between two women. I mean, one of them was arguing that why this is stupid, and the other one was saying that uh, by doing this, there will be curiosity, and then there will be men who will be interested in this, obviously, and in or, or they may either find it seriously, uh, I mean, interesting, or they may might just find it stupid. And if they find it stupid, they might talk about it. Either ways, it would spread the best breast cancer awareness. I mean, for example, we are talking about it now. Yeah, so, but you know what? when if if uh, and none of my contacts put out the the color of their bras but if someone would have done that i would have immediately started thinking of that person wearing that color bra i mean it it just it, it, that picture would have just formed in front of me which i which i'm thankful that it didn't happen so did, did it make us feel thankful or you, <laughs> you know no uh, with a few exceptions a little unfortunate don't you think i mean yeah i know i had a lot of whites in my stream actually but <laughs> color happening there dude you need to get get some more interesting friends i think i guess so yeah well okay well those were the stories that we had for uh, this episode we have been going on for the past uh, 38 38 minutes 36 seconds 37 seconds 38 seconds but uh, Uh, that's about it uh, please do subscribe to the tekka masala uh, podcast feed using itunes or any other uh, rss reader that you might have uh, you can also go log on to www.theindicas.com and comment on whatever we said you could also post the color of your prize if you want uh, you know uh, preferably non whites refer them to saket and if you have any question any if you need any any opinion on technology products you can write to write to us at techkamasala@theindicas.com don't forget to follow saket on twitter which he you know which he just at walturo that is v u l t u r o and i am at ac mahatre that's about it we are soon going to get a a telephone number for techkamasala using which you can simply dial that number and start listening to the episode i will be having a us number i'll get get to that and you shall have it uh, in the next episode i promise uh, until then bye 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 guys